Thank you for downloading the Solomon Staircase Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Following article is the master's article from the November 2021 Trestle Board. Positive awareness. It happens. You either make a comment, they see your ring or symbol on your car, or something else drops in a conversation that lets the person you are engaging with know you are a Mason. So what next? Do you go into a sales pitch? Do you wait for them to ask? Do you just let your actions tell them all they need to know? All interesting questions in my mind. The question is asked. What do Masons do? Do you throw out, we make good men better? Or do you go into an entire history of Freemasonry from 1717 to today? Do you start to tell them all the things we don't do? Do you just go quiet and refuse to discuss it? Well, for me, it kind of depends on how the whole situation begins and evolves as to what direction I go. I recently had an interaction with a coworker on a Teams call, and as we were chatting, I asked her about a tattoo she had on her arm. She explained to me, it is the all-seeing eye of Providence. I asked if she had any Masonic linkage through a father, brother, etc., and she said she did not, but had always been fascinated by the Freemasons and had recently watched a show on it. I shared that I was a Mason and asked her what she had gotten out of the show, and she began to tell me about the Knights Templar, Rosicrucians, and all the other conspiracy theories. I laughed and shared with her that it is nowhere near that extravagant and began to talk about some of the current and fairly recent projects that Masons had been involved with that I knew of. We talked about the Shriners Hospital for Children, the Scottish Rite Language Center, the Raising a Reader Program, the support and funding of public schools, support for veterans at the Long Beach VA, and various other topics. We then got into the history a bit and some of the thoughts on the origins of Freemasonry. It was a very interesting and lively discussion. On another note, I was talking with another coworker, and he asked me how I was acclimating to small town life. I mentioned that I had joined the local Masonic Lodge and was starting to get involved more with them, so that was allowing me to meet more people. He just smiled an awkward smile and said, oh, okay, so I didn't pursue that any further. We have many opportunities to leave positive awareness with the people with which we interact. To do that, we must be passionate about the craft, knowledgeable about the craft, and willing to talk about the craft. The other ways we can spread some of that positive awareness are by being visible with a very obvious dose of Masonic regalia being sported. Dinners out with the gang at a restaurant, hanging out in plain sight before and after lodge having a great time, golfing, bowling, jogging, whatever. Be proud of being a Mason. Share that you are proud to be a Mason. Live and act the tenets of Freemasonry so people see it isn't just words. Bring positive awareness to the craft. Bringing awareness, peace, and brotherly love. Aaron Reddick, Worshipful Master. Awareness by John McCarker. We believe what our eyes see, yet neurologists say we may not understand very well what it is we are seeing. The retina captures the images we see, but the mind sorts it out, often according to our preferences and biases. Same for our hearing, with language and sound also informing the mind. Perception, then, is the greater part of vision and hearing, and even this can be faulty or exactly right. 
We then come to the notion of understanding, or the mental grasp and essence of the subject or object of interest, wherever being presented to our eyes and ears. Awareness, like perception, involves not only the sensing of external or internal things, but also depends upon the blending of knowledge, experience, interpretation, and wisdom, along with a newer descriptor called emotional IQ. This is the ability to sense feelings in another person, even your own. Freemasonry, being the experience of self-participation in a structured drama through ritual, focuses the candidate's auditory and physical awareness first, leaving vision for later. His frames of reference fail him since he's never experienced such an event. Thus, his total awareness is intentionally challenged and disrupted, interrupting his self-reliance. This, consequently, creates an opening of the mind for powerfully serious ideals to be presented, intentionally invested, and then caused to stimulate a thoughtful reflection at a later time. His capability for awareness has been hopefully advanced, the beginning of the Masonic journey. Positive awareness. I can't take you to your address. Only you can, said the cab driver. The blank expression on my face leads him to say that. The words haunt me still. What would it mean in the world we live in? Do we know our address or we are oblivious to finding or even being aware of it? The moment we know where we have to be, we will all get there together. Monotonous lifestyle with mechanical behavior or a robot-like approach in the marketplace we live in is not a friend of awareness. Machines are more efficient than human beings. That is why being aware takes making an effort. The awareness that we have is a real being that we are. Earning more money, respectability, or power are a few of the paths to losing yourself cheaply. Millions of successful people that walk this world were both famous and worldly enviable. Nobody even remembers their names as they disappeared without any trace. Making awareness sharp is the only way out. Questioning yourself by not fitting the soap bubble is risking something for awareness as it is worth it. The seed of godliness is awareness when it comes to full growth. The fulfillment of destiny is in awareness. The responsibility that comes out of it is far more valuable than a loud celebration. When the light comes into the room, what do we do with the darkness? It won't be a question anymore. Responsibility is the awareness that guides us to the light. Ego is that darkness that engulfs one in the darkness. A responsible traffic police officer can show others the way because he is enlightened with the practices of traffic and regulations. Freemason is that light that makes a man a responsible citizen by causing awareness in him. Yesterday I was clever. I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise. I wish to change myself, said Rumi, the 13th century Persian poet. A cage of iron is the same as one made of gold. 
The focus is to keep the ownership of your life as truly yours. Bad habits are the same as good habits, if both control you enough to stop your growth. Changing the habit of asking why to what really helps in getting the answers. Reminds us of the words of most worshipful Russ Sharonia, who categorically mentioned it in more imp- it is more important to have the square and compass on the dashboard instead of the back window while driving to remind us of what it stands for before all else might know. Quitting a bad habit is only possible with awareness. Awareness allows us to get to where we needed to be. An aware physician stops the disease before it occurs. In olden times in China, the rewards were given to the physician for not letting any ailment spread. They called it acupuncture. The modern world pays for the cure of the symptoms that we are unable to contain. All vices and their allurements seem belittled as long as we have awareness of what they are. A distinct knock on the door of Freemasonry is the first step to that positive awareness. Then we all will get there where we have to be. Positive awareness has no source as all sources have a time limit. It is because it is. Let there be light. Meet the new Grand Master, Jeff Wilkins. From his army career to life in Sonoma, the new Grand Master reflects on his Masonic journey and approach to service. Nobody's path to the East is a straight line, but in the case of Jeff Wilkins, the newly installed Grand Master of Masons in California, his Masonic and professional careers have done even more zigging and zagging than usual. From his childhood in Alabama, through an army career that saw him serve in 1990 to 2000, to a second career in Sonoma County as a mechanical engineer, though he's always been guided by a commitment to service. That's reflected in his leadership roles within his lodge, Mosaic Number 218, as well as with the Eastern Star, the York Rite, Scottish Rite, and the Shrine. Now, as he ascends to the highest Masonic office in the state, most worshipful Wilkins reflects on a life in Masonry and applying his own philosophy of service to the fraternity. Most Grand Masters tend to be retired, but you're still hard at work. Can you tell me about your work and life? Ever since I got out of the Army 20 years ago, I've been a mechanical engineer. Whether it's in the semiconductor industry or in aerospace, my passion is ensuring that quality products get sent to our customers. My family and I live on a large piece of wooded property in Sonoma County, so a family pastime is swinging a chainsaw and clearing brush. In the garage, I have my wood shop where I work on projects. I also love to read, mostly history and classic literature, with some novels thrown in for a change of pace. My home lodge, Mosaic Number 218, is in Livermore, about an hour and a half away, but I get down there to see the brothers as often as I'm able. I have several friends in other lodges, so after work, I often find myself driving to another lodge to attend a degree. How did you first get involved in masonry? When I was in college, my boss at a southern job was a mason. I had no direct family association with it, but I became interested in learning more. Then, while I was in the army, A friend who was also a Mason was able to answer my questions and sparked my interest even further. As soon as I arrived at my first duty station in Manhattan, Kansas and settled into my unit, I reached out to a brother in town and asked about joining. 
The next day, I had a petition from Lafayette Lodge number 16 in my mailbox. What is it about the fraternity that spoke to you? Being in the Army and having grown up in a military family, the fraternity and brotherhood aspect spoke out the loudest. As I progressed through the degrees, the idea of bettering myself while also being able to be of service within the community was incredible. Learning about brotherly love, relief, and truth, and then being able to have an outlet to live those tenets within the Lodge really resonated with me. Do you have any role models within Masonry? Who's inspired you? I have several role models. I was blessed to have past Grandmasters Steve Doan, Larry Adamson, and John Cooper at my installation last weekend. I've also had a few bosses in industry, as well as battalion commanders in the Army, who were very influential in the development of my leadership style. Most of all, I always look up to my pops, who's looking down on me now. What made you want to take on the responsibility of a Grand Lodge officer? I guess I don't quite know how to say no. From my earliest days, when I've been asked to help out or take on a leadership role, I've always said yes. In my lodge in Kansas, it was the case of, if not me, then who? I love our gentle craft and would do anything to help out. As I went from being master of my lodge in Livermore to district inspector to assistant grand lecturer, it was a succession of constantly being asked to step up and me saying yes. I'm still humbled by the call I received a few years back when I was asked if I would be the nominee for junior grand warden. It was never expected and still surprises me to this day. But I know I never have to fulfill this important duty alone. I have the great architect of the universe to guide me and an amazing corps of officers serving with me and the best Grand Lodge staff in the world and the full support of my wife, Liz, and the family. With all that support, I know I'll be able to serve successfully. What is your theme for the year? My theme is crafting leadership. Leadership is what will keep our fraternity on the right path. We need to demonstrate leadership within ourselves and our lodges in order to create that engaging environment for brothers to thrive in. As for leadership in our communities, our lodges need to reach out and become recognized for the leadership they provide. I seek to inspire us to work in our communities in a way that fulfills a need and enables the rest of the world to see exactly what Masons do, especially what we are doing in our own towns and our schools. And this article is continued in the December issue of the Trestle Board. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.